as well, like trade deadline acquisitions, like we brought it up at the beginning of the show, like, like the Jays traded for their fans, essentially. Yeah. Like, like what, what more can you ask for? Like they hadn't been playing in front of their hometown fans for over 650 days. Like they traded for their fans back. I think that's the biggest trade deadline acquisition any team could have made. Like they have fans yeah. now. Like imagine that, like you're yeah. an organization, no fans there. All yeah. the other teams have fans. You just traded for fans. Like, yeah, that's the best. That's the best thing. Toronto Blue Jays, 9-2 and two on their very first homestand, which is very nice, very good start uh, coming back home to Toronto. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk everything Toronto Blue Jays today. Tyler Moore is back. Uh, Tyler, how are you doing today? I'm doing great as usual. How are you? I'm doing good. Can't complain. Uh, it's going to be nice to talk some baseball because I don't remember the last time I really did a full-on baseball podcast. Uh, we're going to stay away from hockey Going to stay away from football. No Marvel talk. Just all baseball. God talk to Jays. Um, so, yeah, welcome back to Unlimited. It's been a while. But welcome back. Subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Um, and, yeah, Blue Jays fans, get ready because we are talking everything Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, what a homestand it was to uh, to kick off their return to Toronto. Like I said, 9-2 and two on the homestand. Capped off by an unbelievable game uh, against Boston in that fourth game of the series. Uh, the home run by George Springer just wrapped it all up. Three run shot. Uh, that's going to be one to remember if if they if this team you know makes the playoffs. But even if they don't, you know that's just a memorable moment for Springer, and that's one of like the best. I don't know if it's one of the best regular season moments like ever for the Jays, but it seems like it's a it's a standout moment, especially if you look at this season. Like you're going to remember that moment and how hyped you know the dugout was and the and that home run. So clutch from Springer. I was actually at Wonderland that day. We were mm. watching it in line for a ride. I was just like, it was like the eighth inning, two guys on. It was a long wait for the lines. So I was just like, you know, I'll try and stream it with the Wonderland Wi-Fi. <laughs> and, and like, we could hardly see the picture. It was like very pixelated. But we just see the, the camera angle just kind of like go up with the ball as soon as it left Springer's bat, and we're just like, oh, that's gone. And then I get like a, a notification from, from Twitter. It's Elliot Friedman saying Springer Dinger. And it's like, oh, no, he hit it out. It's gone. Um, but yeah, Tyler, how good is it that the Jays are, are back in, in Toronto? And, and what do you think that does uh, to boost this team? Yeah, I think it's it's great for everybody. It's great for the fans. It great, it's great for the players. Like, <clears throat> you think about all the new new players we have this year, like big, important players, Simeon and uh, Springer. And uh, I mean, Burrios was just added, but uh, like those three guys, they don't know what it's like to play in Toronto in front of, in front of fans. Um, so they're getting to experience that for the first time. And it, it seems like they're feeding off that energy, especially Springer, like you said, with that home run and winning AL player of the week and back-to-back weeks is, is something that's pretty tough to do. And he's, he's been able to do it. Um, so yeah, I think it's just, it's a huge boost for the organization. It's, it's, it's crazy to think like the, this team, I think there hasn't been this much hype around, uh, around the team since probably 2015, 2016, back in those Mm days. Um, it's crazy to think they're not even in a playoff spot right now with all, with all the hype surrounding them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things seem to be falling into, uh, into place right now. Springer's heating up again. The, the heat of the, the heart of the lineup is still 
playing well. Defense is, is looking pretty good. Pitching is, is better than it's been in the last few years for sure. Yeah. Um, coming home to Toronto. So things seem to be lining up here. Like you said, nine and two in the first homestand is really good. And they just have to keep that momentum up because if they want to make the playoffs at this point, they have to go on a bit of a run here and nine and two is a good start. Um, but they'll have to keep that pace up if, uh, if they have a shot, if they want to have a shot at making it. They're going to have to go on a 2015 kind of run where they just win like 11 out of their 12 or like crazy runs like that. Yeah. And they're onto that. They're kind of onto that. Um, but they got to stay consistent with it now. And they've shown their dominance at home. They got to take it on the road now because that's what the 2015 team did. They went into New York and they would sweep a series. They would go to Boston and win big. Um, but I'm glad you brought up 2015 because we are going to compare this team to 2015 a little bit later on in the show. Um, in 2015, it didn't work out though. You know, So this is a new team, 2021 vibes. Uh, let's see if they can actually do the thing with this core. Maybe not this year, but we'll, we'll talk about all of our predictions a bit later on. Um, but yeah, great start, obviously. In 2015, we were only, I think, was it one game above 500 at the trade deadline? I, if, if I remember correctly, I think it was something like that. And I think we were like four or five games up this year. And now we're 10 games up. We're actually at the moment nine games because we lost yeah. the first game, the doubleheader today. But we're on track. We're 60 and 51 with 51 games left in our season, three games back of the wild card spot, um, seven games back of the division, um, which isn't that far away. Like if Tampa Bay slows down a little bit, which I seriously think that they will, because I'm looking at some of their the stats from their players. Their lineup isn't, they don't have like some, they don't have that star player anymore, really. Um, they have like pieces like Lau. And, uh, and Meadows that can, you know, hit over 20 home runs. They're, they're at over 20 home runs right now. But I don't know if they can keep that up the entire way. Also, their pitching hasn't been amazing, especially with Glass now being out. Yeah, that's, I, was, I was thinking that Glass now is a huge yeah. injury for them. With him out, he was kind of their ace. Their rotation besides that is kind of piecemeal. They're, I know. Yeah, but they like find you ways, said, though. yeah, they, yeah. That's that's the thing about the Rays. They just managed to to find a way, always on a low budget, but still yeah. still can be competitive. But yeah, it's interesting you say like they're up, they're nine games above five hundred at this point, but they find themselves fourth in their division. Yeah, which just they they always say AL East is like probably the toughest division in baseball, and this year it's showing that for sure. Like with with nine games above 500 as your record, you, you should be kind of comfortably sitting in a, at least a wild card spot, <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, yeah, Jays find themselves fourth in the vision, fourth in their division. And then on the outside looking in of the wild card race, only a couple games back, but I mean, yeah, nine, 10 games above 500, you expect to be in a way better position at this point in the season. Yeah. And we, we were talking about this earlier on, like you, you texted me, like, what is wrong with this team? Like, why aren't they, higher up in the standings because their offense is great. Their pitching is, you know, better than average. At least they're starting pitching and their bullpen isn't terrible. So why are they fourth in the, in the division? Yeah. So, so many losses earlier in the year came off of blown leads late in games that just went yeah. downhill. And that's really what's costing them right now. Um, Cause those losses are just adding up and it doesn't matter if it's game one of the season or game 162 of the season. Each game is important. And I always think back to, I think it was 2016 
um, there was a, a blown call, I think, against Jose Bautista in like the second game of the year against the Rays. I don't know if you remember this. It was their opening series. I think he was like thrown out at second base, but he should have been safe there. And the Blue Jays ended up losing the game. And that game, I guess it didn't really cost them first place in the division, but they could have gone up in the standings. It was pretty close between them and the Red Sox that year. And then the Blue Jays got the wild card against Baltimore. But every game is important. That's what I'm trying to get at here. Um, and, and you know, it's it's tough. Those, those early losses at the beginning of the season. But they got to go on a run. They got to make up for it. Um, let's talk about today's game a little bit. It didn't go as planned. Coming off a, a big homestand, you want to keep that thing rolling. But uh, Steven Matz was the guy today. He didn't do that good. His pitch count was really high. I think he was at like 92 pitches in like the fourth inning, which mm. was, you can't have that. You can't do that as well. He was walking a lot of batters. Um, and Vladimir Guerrero Jr. made a pretty costly error. I don't know if you saw this play. It was a pop-up to first base. It was 2-1 at this, at this point of the game. A uh, very high fly ball to first base. Sun's in his eyes. And he just drops it. He just drops the ball. Not even close to it, really. Um, I guess you can blame the sun. Joe Siddle was saying it was just the sun's fault. Like, Vladdy can't really do much about it. Uh, but it cost them the game. That 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 made it 4-1. And then they're up by three. And the Jays just never were able to come back from that. So, can't have that. Uh, Valera made a silly mistake later on in the game as well, which led to a two-run uh, inning for the Angels as well. Montoyo brought, brought in Dolis to try and prevent that. Very, very, very bad decision bringing in Rafael Dolis. And he's been good as of late. He, he's had nine straight appearances with zero runs given up. But today was not his day. Um, but uh, I want to hear what, what your thoughts are on Corey Dickerson. Because he's a guy that's been given, that's been given a, a pretty good opportunity in this Blue Jays lineup. Um, and not many people knew about him. I guess when they acquired him, it was kind of a trade that went um, that was overshadowed by the Barrios trade and even the Soria trade, I guess, too. Um, but what are your thoughts on on Dickerson and what do you think uh, his impact can be on this team moving forward? Well, Dickerson's kind of he's been around for a while. He's bounced around a bit. He was on the Rays and um, the Pirates and yeah. a, a couple Marlins? other places. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, Marlins is where he came from. Um, but he's always been like a pretty solid hitter. Like he can hit kind of in the, the mid to upper twos. Um, he has some power. Um, and yeah, I think he, he's just one of those guys that, that you bring in for depth and the Jays, you look at their lineup and you see their infield is, is quite possibly the best in the league, um, with, three all-stars in the infield it's kind of it's it's pretty unprecedented to have three all-stars in in your infield so the outfield is the the past couple seasons the outfield has been kind of the the position of of weakness for the Jays um but this year even even without Dickerson you you look at the outfield and with Springer Grichuk Hernandez and Gurriel out there that's that's a very solid four um but you add Dickerson, who's just a guy. I think he's a left-handed bat, which is always uh, always a bonus to have. We don't uh, have many lefties. <laughs> like exactly, we look at our lineups, exactly, all right. Exactly. So a left-handed bat, a guy who can who can play in, give give important guys rest days. Uh, I think he can play both corner outfield positions. Um, so he yep. can give he can give guys 
rest days when they need them. And he's still dependable. He's, he's not a guy you're bringing in um, just for speed or just for defense. He can, he can kind of do a little bit of it all, I guess, not so much with the speed, but his defense is, is average and his batting is definitely above average. Yeah. For um, sure. So I think he's just a great piece to, uh, to bring into a team and kind of really solidify the one position where, where fans might've been feeling a little bit iffy and, even even just with four guys, you can never have as you can never have enough outfield depth. And right. you look at the organization beyond those four guys, and there's not really anybody. Like if if one or two of them got injured, you you don't really see many options. I mean, Biggio could could play out there, but then you kind of have a hole on the infield. And yeah, it's just nice to have a little bit of insurance back there, even if he doesn't get an incredible number of at bats this year it's yeah it's just a nice insurance policy and you could do a lot worse than than dickerson as an insurance policy you're right depth is key especially when you lose jonathan davis for nothing to the yankees for on waivers and he's a he was a good guy that can come off the bench for his speed like you were talking about or just defensively and now you don't have that anymore so dickerson has to kind of fill that role but montoya has been playing him a lot he i think he played the second game against Cleveland was his first game as a J, and I don't really know if he's had too many days off since then. He's been giving a really good look, either in left field or DH. And I think, um, like in in this first game against the Angels too, he got he got the start in left field, played very good defensively in left. Um, he made a he made two like really good throws in this game. I don't think they led to outs, but like he made some really good throws that were were pretty close, like to, to getting outfield assists. Uh, so he's got a good arm there. Um, but the the power from Dickerson, I think it's it's just it's great to have that lefty power bat, even if he's not starting, coming up in a pinch hit situation late in yeah, the game. Um, exactly. I remember I remember he torched the Jays like when he played with Tampa. He would always hit homers against us in like the of opening course. day series. Yeah. Like he was one of those guys. Him and like Brandon Lau were the guys to, <laughs> to do it. And like G Man Choi. Um yeah, so yeah, he was he was I think he had he had a triple today. That that's what they they counted it as, but it was it should have been an error. Like it was a long fly ball to left field and it just went off of Upton's glove, or like he caught it, but then it popped out. And then Dickerson ran a third, so I don't know what they scored it as, but another clutch hit, um, nonetheless. So he's been really good. I've I've liked him so far, um, and I I think they they got to keep rolling with him, but uh, but they got options. Like in this game, it was a righty on the mound. So Dickerson's a lefty bat. You bring him in. Maybe Guriel gets the start in the second game now because it's a lefty pitcher on the mound. You don't want to have that lefty lefty matchup with Dickerson in the lineup. So. Montoya's got some options there. Um, it's going to be an interesting game tonight. You got Ross jumping on the mound. He had a very good outing his last time around. Um, if you were picking your Toronto Blue Jays rotation, say it's a five-man rotation, who gets that fifth spot in the rotation? Is it is it Steven Matz or is it Ross Stripling? Lefty, righty, two guys that are a bit older, journeyman a little bit as well what's the call tyler moore on the call what is it <laughs> um yeah it's, it's a bit of a tough call i would say matt's obviously came out of the gate super strong for the season and kind of looked like he was going to be a steal a great move by the jays and he he fell off a little bit with his next few starts and then 
had a couple of good ones, a couple of bad ones mixed in. Um, yeah. So I, it's it's tough. I think Mats has the has higher upside. He's he's still like he's younger. I think he has a bit of a bet, like more more powerful arm than Stripling. Yeah. Um, but out of the fifth spot in the rotation, I I don't know if that's what you're really looking for. I think out of the fifth spot, you just want somebody dependable. You know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a quality start x percentage of the amount of time and i feel like stripling has shown that he's been pretty consistent this year he hasn't been amazing but he's had kind of an era around four four twenty five all year um and i think that's that's all you can ask for from your from your fifth starter just somebody to to give you consistent starts and not just give your team a chance to win and if if you can get your fifth starter to give you eight wins in a season that that's great um you're not looking for them to to come in and shut the door every time they start so yeah i personally i think i would lean towards stripling i think he's just been a little bit more yeah. consistent he he hasn't had those super highs and super lows he's been kind of pretty steady all year um so yeah if if i were montoyo i would go with the the more the more consistent dependable guy for the fifth yeah. spots um rather than the riskier move i think i would go with that too and and this is like a legit question too because for the past week almost, or maybe more than a week, the Jays have been going with a six-man rotation. So this is something that Montoyo is going to be considering. Who does he take out? Does he take out Mats and, and move Mats to the bullpen? That lefty arm in the bullpen is always nice. Or do you go with Stripling, um, who's had prior experience in the bullpen yeah, with the Dodgers? Yeah. So it's going to be a tough one, but at the end of the day, that that rotation might even get slimmed down to four. Like if they are in serious contention for a wild card spot heading into September, how many starts do you want to give Steven Matz or Ross Stripling? Do you just yeah. run the 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 four on uh, one day less of rest, or just hope for an off day in there and try and get them as much rest as possible? Because um, especially like in the playoffs, even like you 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 don't need four starters even you need three yeah. um which is what they did with with barrios and we'll, we'll get to him in a second but i think i think i think you're right i think you keep stripling in the in the rotation for right now i feel like having mats as that lefty in the bullpen will be very key and i think he can turn into a weapon especially if you're bringing in nate pearson and julian merriweather coming back from from injury two right-handed pitchers you don't want to add another righty and stripling you want to mm-hmm. balance it out and bringing mats and i don't think mats has done much bullpen so it's going to be interesting but he could turn into a very good weapon if if they use him correctly and pete walker's you know a great pitching coach so i'm sure he yeah. can turn him into a, a weapon there um it's exciting the jays have some options um but let's talk about about barrios if we're, if we're on the topic of pitching that was their big pitching addition at the trade deadline, other than Joaquim Soria. <laughs> uh, no, Barrios, number one. That was, that was an insane, tra- insane trade. It happened on the last day of the deadline. We gave up a lot to, to get him in the first place. And I didn't really see this coming. I, I didn't even know what, if the Jays were going to make a trade at all. Like, I was just expecting you know, maybe you add another bullpen piece or a closer, you know, a a Craig Kimbrell, someone like that. 
But no, they get Berrios, who has another year left on his contract as well. And, you know, you're hoping that he will extend that contract as well moving forward. A guy who's, you know, middle of the rotation. What did you what did you think of of this trade? And I think I think your initial reaction was was that's kind of a lot, right? Because we were texting. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. I think initially when when the news came out, they made it seem like it was Martin Woods Richardson plus. Yeah. Um, and when I heard those two names and thought there was even more, I was like, whoa, that that does seem like quite a bit. Um, but learning that it was just those two guys, um, I think Martin's obviously a, a good like a great looking prospect. I think he was our number two prospect. Um, someone like that yeah this yeah. season um so yeah he's obviously a great prospect but you look at the position he's in he's he's an infielder and you look at our infield right now and i don't know i i feel pretty good about about our infields um and you we have jordan groshans who's still down there who's looking like a top quality prospect as well so um according as, to ethan he's not mlb ready yet but <laughs> i don't know um, if i trust yeah. him yet <laughs> well yeah i guess we'll have to see but I mean, you just look at the guys in the pipe and there, there's definitely a couple options down there um, yep. in terms of infielders. So that trading Martin was kind of trading from, from a position of strength. Um, Woods Richardson, I think, hurts a little more just because he was still so young. I think he's only like 21 still. Yeah, he's very like that. young. Yeah. Um, he came in the Stroman deal and he was kind of looking like the centerpiece of that deal at this point. Kay yeah. has kind of tapered off he i don't know if he's gonna be a an everyday mlb -er at any point in his career um and woods richardson was playing for for the u.s at the olympics and I, i'm not sure how well he he did i never looked at his stats there but yeah that that one definitely hurts a little bit more um but i mean again you look at our rotation and we got ryu for another two years we have manoa who's been showing he's he's ready to play in the MLB. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um, he's been great. Uh, you have Pearson who, if he can hopefully sort out his injury problems, he, he's another top guy. Um, and then you look at what you get back in Barrios, who's a guy, if we don't make the playoffs this year, we have him for another season, which yep. is definitely a, a bonus. And I think that's why you have to pay a little bit more, obviously, because you're getting him more than just a rental. For sure. Um, and like, I think, I think our main thing was if we can extend Barrios, then this trade is looking really good for us because Barrios basically is Woods Richardson five years from now. I think Woods Richardson kind of projects as like a number two, three starter in the, in the MLB. So you just yeah. trade for a guy who's a few years older exactly. in that role already. And the key word there is projects. Like it's just a exactly. prospect. We don't exactly. know if he's going to yeah. turn into a guy like Barry. Yes, yeah. exactly. He's still so young. So like, I mean, hopefully he, he has a great career, but I mean, injuries happen and some guys just can't make the jump to the big league. So yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely a question mark, and pitchers are are even more so question marks than position players in baseball. So I mean, I think trading, we're fine. You know, tra trading away yeah. pitchers. You know, Kyle Drabeck. You know that that didn't work <laughs> out um, when we traded Daniel Norris for David Price. You know, where is he now? I think he's in the yeah. minors somewhere. Like, I yeah, don't know. yeah. No, we we do have a decent track record of of not. But <laughs> then again, you look at Syndergaard. We traded him. That's true. Right. We don't uh, talk about it. Isn't he injured though, or is he? Yeah yeah anyways anyways <laughs> i i think i think it's a good move um i think i'll feel a lot better if they're able to to get him extended um feel a lot better about the move but even just a season and a half at a barrios to 
to really give us a shot and kind of a young a young arm is yeah i think and yeah. like like i see in the notes here i mean i know his first start was really good but yeah through two starts one earned run in 13 innings like you can't ask for much of a much of a better start than that and no his arrival kind of t- was timed perfectly with the jays moving back to toronto so i'm sure he's he's starting to feel the atmosphere of the rogers center and maybe getting getting hyped up a little bit so yeah yeah Hopefully I don't think if we it's... do make the playoffs, he'll be better than Price. <laughs> Hopefully he gets us a playoff win. Yeah, let's yeah. hope. Yeah, I guess if, if we make it to the division series, he'll get a shot because, well, I don't know. Does he pitch the wild card? I don't know. Let's hope they make the wild card in the first place. But um, I think at first they were kind of like the way that Sportsnet was covering the trade and the way that like Shulman and Martinez and Tabler were talking about him, it seemed like they were overselling him a little bit because I think – you know, right after the trade happens and you see the return that they gave up and you, you, you're kind of thinking we could have gotten like a really good pitcher, like an, an ace. We could have gotten a clear ace for this return, right? We probably could have. Um, but that extra year is very important too, I think, because we could have maybe gotten Scherzer for, yeah. for that return as well. But to have Berrios under control with the hopes of extending him, a younger guy as well, that's why we had to give up such a high return. And I still think like Berrios, even though he's had, you know, 13 innings and only one run given up so far, he still has a lot to prove. I think, I don't think you can't, you can't just base it off of two starts. He has to keep that up consistently. And he probably won't keep up that good of a performances consistently. Um, And he could fall off. You never know. But um I don't think it's going to be a problem resigning him. If he if he keeps this up and and he he knows the clubhouse now, how much fun they have in there. Um he speaks Spanish, thank God, <laughs> with all the the Dominican players in in that dugout in that clubhouse. Um he's going to fit in perfectly with with that and I don't think this is like a this isn't like a Kawhi situation. Like will he stay? Like yeah. it's Barrios. He's like a middle of the rotation guy. Yeah. You don't have to prove that much to him to, to get him to extend here, you know? Yeah. Like, if he yeah, I, plays yeah. well, like, he should stay. I think if, realistically yeah. you look at kind of the contract Ryu signed. Um, I mean, I think Ryu's a, like a little bit better, more proven, but he is older. So I think you, you weigh those things and you look at it, and I think Barrios should get kind of around that same money kind of 18 ish million a year at four or five years, I think yeah. would be a fair contract for him. And I think, yeah, I think that'd be, be a good signing for the Jays. Like he's still mid twenties, just entering his prime right now. Um, so yeah, if they can resign him to, to a few more years after the end of next season, I think, yeah, I think we'll look back on it and, and think it's, it's a great trade um, yeah. until Woods Richardson becomes like Cy Young caliber, then we might not, but I hope he has a great career, but let's hope he's not he's not that good. Let's hope he doesn't become Cy Young caliber. It's t- it's tough to say at this point. He's still so long young, like you said. Yeah. Um, he might. I don't know. I don't know. Like Atkins is like, yeah. I wish wish them all the best. I hope Martin and, and Wood Richardson are good. But in the back of his head, he's like, please, like be yeah, bust be so we kid. win this trade. <laughs> yeah. Um, you mentioned Nate Pearson earlier. Um, I'm losing hope on this guy a little bit. I don't know if he is going to be that top of the lo- rotation type of guy that that we thought he was going to be 
probably about a year ago. Like we were still thinking that, but now I look at him more as maybe the closer of the future, like big arm guy who can come in for an inning a game and just seal the games, seal the games. Cause, cause it's the injuries. The injuries are the ones that, that concern me. I don't know if he has it in him to, to go out there every five days and pitch six innings. The way that he's trending in terms of, of his health just scares me. And I don't, I don't know if he can, if he can stay healthy. That's the only yeah. thing. And, and I'm honestly Aaron Sanchez. Exactly. It, exactly. But I, uh, you're right. I just, I think Pearson might even be worse than, than Sanchez was in terms of getting starts as a big leaguer. Cause Sanchez did pitch a very good season in, in 2016. I don't know if Pearson's going to be that guy. Maybe I'm, I'm uh, getting a little bit ahead of myself, but just from the way that Pearson is trending right now, I I'm not sure if that's the case, um, but I'm okay with him being a, a bullpen guy and being a, a shutdown arm and pitching, you know, a hundred miles an hour out of the pen. I think that's, that's good, especially because now we have, you know, Ryu, Ray, Barrios, Manoa has been terrific, right? So it's okay if he's, if he's a bullpen guy, but, but what do you, what about you? What do you think? Do you think he can still be a starter? Uh, I think I think you're just worried from the experience with Sanchez. I think I think, I think this he's is I don't young. know. Yeah, he's, right. He's still so young. He still has Well, he's not he's that young. Isn't of, he like 25 now, Pearson? Well, that's still pretty young. Right, he still right. Has okay. a few years to to get himself together here and I mean, I don't know in terms of injuries with Jay's pitching. I, I definitely mentioned it to you earlier in the season when I looked down their roster and like 75% of their pitchers were all on the injured list. And I was thinking like, what's going on with this team? It seems like the last few seasons, their pit, all of their pitchers are always injured. Yeah. And that, that can't just be a coincidence. If it happens once, then maybe, but it's happened like two or three seasons in a row now. So I don't know. I don't Medical know what staff. it is. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's something to do with our training staff or conditioning yeah. or pitching coach or or what it is, but something needs to be addressed there because it's, it's definitely concerning to see that many arms injured. And yeah, I don't know. You can do, you can do all you want to prepare in the off season for, for pitching depth. But when you have that many injuries, it, uh, That's true. it can really take the wind out of it right away, but back to Pearson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think I'm still confident. I think he was just so highly touted. Um, he was a top what five prospect in all the baseball. I think mean, he was like, he was number one at, at, he was one, number point. One at yeah. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it takes quite a bit to, to get up to number one. Not many of the guys that are in like number one or number two don't pan out. Um, so yeah, I mean, True. injuries do happen and, and I hope he can get it sorted out. It's, Sometimes with, with bigger guys, it can be a bit tougher to, to come back from injuries just when, when you have so much size and weight. True. Um, but yeah, I still have confidence. I think, I think there's a lot less pressure now. I think kind of one or two seasons ago, you were looking at the Jays pitching going like, well, he has to be the guy because we don't have anybody else. Yeah. But now you go through the list, uh, Barrios, Ryu, Ray, Manoa, Matt's even like there's there's plenty of guys there that I think I think he's not Pearson can kind of go in not carrying that much weight on his shoulders knowing he needs to be the guy he can just mm -hmm. kind of slide in and maybe be that fourth fifth starter 
if not this year, the next year, kind of start him in there and see how he does. Definitely. Um, yeah, I, I think they're they're still a couple seasons away from converting him to a reliever. Yeah. Uh, I think they still want to try it just because he does have like amazing stuff. You saw in the in the futures game at the All Star game just how explosive his his pitches were. Right. Um, but you got to remember that that's a while ago now. That's like uh, yeah three four years ago. Yeah. That's true. But I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're still, they're still, they're still on his side. I think they still want him to be a starter in the, in the league. And I think it'll be a couple more seasons before they, before they make a decision on whether or not he's going to start or, or come out of the pen. Right. Do you think he's, he's going to be on this team like by the end of the season? And do you think he'll be in the rotation or in the pen? I think with the with the arms they have, I, I don't think they would throw them into the rotation. Yeah. Um, but then you kind of get into that weird thing where you don't want to you you want to keep them stretched out, but at the same time you want his arm right in your pitching style. But then so, you compare that to Sanchez, and in 2015 he went into the pen and was great in the playoffs. Yeah. And then yeah. you convert him into the start of the next season. I could see them yeah. doing something like that. Well, yeah, that that would be ideal if they if they feel comfortable that with that and he's healthy. I think I think that'd be great, kind of having just him as another weapon. I think when yeah. when rosters get a bit bigger in September, I think he'll he'll be called up for sure. Um, and I hope he sees like a few innings and kind of judge how he's doing. And then if we are lucky enough to get into the playoffs, then. I hope he. I hope they give him a shot. I mean, give him one shot, see who he does, and then just go from there. Like as a starter, you mean? In no, no, so oh, no, not, not in the bullpen. Also, I see. Just right, right. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As, I can see As a that. reliever, I, I hope they give him a shot this year. And yeah, who knows? Who knows what can happen in the off season? Who knows how well he does in the in the in the bullpen? If if he's lights out, they might have a have a tough decision on their hands whether or not they're gonna convert him back to a starter or they're going to throw him into the bullpen and yeah for next season um but yeah i don't know they, there's a lot of question marks not a lot of question marks but with this team in general for next season i think there's a potential to have a few pretty big holes when you look at Semyon's only signed to one year ray's only signed to one year those are both guys who've had amazing seasons and are going to get big big raises yeah and can we afford it <laughs> I mean, I know Rogers. I mean, Rogers can, can. <laughs> will Rogers will Rogers yeah. give give the Jays enough money to make both of those signings, which could potentially both be twenty million dollars a year plus. Yeah. Oh my God. And Ray. For Ray, yeah. I mean, I hope Ray doesn't want that much. Like, it's one season. Don't get ahead of yourselves, Robbie Ray. No. Like, well, he's had he did Ray, have one uh, good season in the past. It, it was a couple rough seasons in there, but. I mean, I don't know. In this market, a starter like that comes up. I think, I think he'll easily get twenty million plus on the open market. So Damn. the Jays are gonna have to give him a. Yeah, he's having a really good season. Offer. Yeah, yeah. I think priority would be. Ooh, it's actually tough. Like, who would you rather keep, Semyon or Ray? I really like Marcus Semyon. I think he's added a lot to this team. But then again, if you lose Ray, like your four or five is, is Matt's and, and stripling. So like the, the yeah, front exactly. three would still be good, but you don't have the depth anymore. Um, 
I don't know. That's going to be a tough decision for management. I hope they bring them both back. Um, I'm hoping they extend Simeon like ASAP, like work on that extension right now before he continues his unbelievable season. He's, he's at like 31 doubles right now already. And it's, yeah. it's not even, it's not even August 12th. It's, yeah. it's crazy. He's having a great season. He's an all-star, you know, and I think he wants to stay here too. Cause I think he's, he's enjoyed being at Rogers center so far. The one thing that worried me about Semyon maybe not coming back was the fact that they would be playing in the U S and he said like, he hates playing at these minor league stadiums. Um, but now that they're back in Toronto, hopefully that convinces him to come back in. I think, you know, the one thing that will entice these players to come back is if they make the playoffs and you witness uh, playoffs at the Rogers center with hopefully more than 15,000 people in the stands, you know, and, and yeah. winning a game in the playoffs in front of the fans, winning a series would be insane. So like, why wouldn't you want to come back? So something like that, um, especially because they're playing so well, like, do you want to go somewhere else and jeopardize um, not playing as well as you did with Toronto? Like Semyon's yeah. had a breakout year mostly because maybe not mostly, but something to do with that is because of the lineup that he's, he's playing in with amongst yeah. so many great players in the position that he's in, in the lineup. And I'd like to say it's the same with Robbie Ray working with Pete Walker. And he's probably had a big influence on, on his mm -hmm. pitching style uh, this year. Yeah. So, well, yeah, with, with Semyon, you look at where he came from in Oakland, one of the least hitter friendly ballparks in baseball yeah going to the rogers center and yankee stadium and fenway even td ballpark <laughs> <laughs> which yeah i mean those those are all hitter friendly places yeah, yeah. and a bat like his uh yeah if he, if he put up numbers like this two years ago in oakland so it, it makes sense that he's putting up numbers like this in the al east playing in those ballparks that yeah. he gets to play in and now rogers center for the rest of the year i i don't see I don't see why he would slow down at this point with, with the hitting and the power and the, the doubles It, yeah, I, I think the Jays can make an enticing offer. He does seem to really like it. He seems to, to be a guy that really gets involved in, in the community where he, where he plays. I know he's, he's kind of that, that player. So to me, players like yeah. that, it, it doesn't make sense for them to play one year in a place and then leave. I think, I think he might want to want to set down roots and and really kind of grow into the community. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully he does decide to say. Hopefully they can re-sign Ray as well. But yeah, I don't know if that's possible. I to me, I think it's one or the other, and that yeah. also means we're not making a big addition in in free agency. Um, Probably yeah, not. It would it just, just be like the deadline next year, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just minor moves. And yeah. But I mean, if, if they can re-sign Barrios and keep Semyon or Ray, I think that's a, a pretty successful off season. I don't think you yeah. can ask for, for too much more. Um, well, I mean, there's all like, even if you lose Robbie Ray, like you can make that up if you add two starters at, you know, half the price, something like that. Cause like, I think, who was the big guy that the Jays missed out on last free agency? He was having like an insane year. Oh, is it um, Gosman? Wheeler. On, oh, is it Wheeler? Wheeler. Zach Wheeler. I think it's Gosman. The Phillies. Uh, oh yeah. Okay, Phillies. Yeah, that that rings a bell. It's probably Wheeler. Yeah, he was kind of in the name like with Odorizzi. And yeah. Like, he was kind of rumored to go to the Jays. Yeah, exactly. So you've, if you get someone like that for not like a an insane price, wait, yeah, is, no, is that can't Wheeler? be Wheeler. Oh, it's Gosman. No, it is Gosman on the Giants. 
Oh right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, yeah, Giants I don't think he was are signed. just doing incredible. I don't well understand. This year. First team to seventy wins. I don't it's understand. crazy. They came out of nowhere. <laughs> I I don't yeah. know how. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't. I think just great pitching. Cueto's been good. Gosman's been good. Um, there's another guy too. Um, that they have who's just been been playing quite yeah. well too. Alex Wood, no four point oh three ERA. Webb, the 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 Scalfini. That's yes. Does that's the, yeah. This Sclafani, this Sclafani, Anthony. Yeah, this Sclafani. Yeah, that's how you say it. Thirty-one-year-old, yeah. another late late bloomer. Yeah, yeah. Giants are good. They got Chris Bryant at the trade deadline. Um, I don't know. Like, are they gonna compete with the Dodgers in the NL? I I, I still don't see any team stopping the Dodgers. It's gonna be. Yeah, impossible to stop them. It's gonna be really. Yeah, tough. well, you you we're we're talking about spending, and if the Jays can can yeah. afford both of them, and you just the Dodgers just go and get everybody, get everybody. Just, who yeah. cares about money? Just yeah, yeah, get everybody. Oh, Trey Turner and Scherzer, sure, why yeah, not? You know? <laughs> For literally well, nothing too. They oh, didn't... the best shortstop in the NL when we already have Corey Seager. Yeah, yeah sure, just get him. Why not? Like, look at their rotations. Like, ba- Bauer's injured, or actually, no, he's dealing with a scandal. But still, of like course. you have Bauer, you have Clayton Bauer, Kershaw, Bueller, Bueller, Kershaw, Scherzer, Uri- Urias as well. Urias, like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're that, like that's yeah. <laughs> There's not one break from those five guys. All five of them are. They got to make up for for choking in the World Series a couple years in a row, I guess. Um, well, one of them that you can't really blame them for, but um yeah they're trying to make up for that i guess they could win back to back for sure they're, they're gonna be very tough to stop um yeah. uh, except for the jays the jays will stop them world series um let's let's go back to the jays because we kind of went a bit off track there um what are some actually hold on where do i want to go here um you think they should have done more at the deadline like you think they they could have gone and, and gotten like a craig kimbrell or another bullpen piece, or do you think like what what's missing from this team? You think I guess that's that's the question. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough to say what's missing from this team. Like, I think they made they made their moves before the deadline, like bringing in Simber and yeah. uh, Dickerson from the Marlins, and then bringing in uh, Richards from Richards. Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, those were two like Simber and Richards have both looked quite good in the bullpen. I know uh, Simber is kind of becoming a, a favorite in, in the clubhouse. They got like, I I've seen videos of them kind of copying his, his pre-pitching routine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I, to me, they, they did more than enough at the deadline considering they're still not in a playoff spot. I think if they were in a solid playoff spot, you might be looking at them saying like, okay, maybe you should have went out and got a Scherzer instead of Barrios, or you could have added a, a bigger name in the bullpen. They, all, they also added Brad Hand too, now that I yeah. think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think they, they added more than enough. They kind of maybe took the quantity over quality route for the bullpen with the fact that they've added, what, four bullpen arms throughout the season? Yeah. I don't, I don't of... mind like the fact that they went out and got like Barrios over Scherzer. I, I think I prefer Barrios. Well, yeah, no, in the, in the position too. they're in, yeah, definitely. yeah. The fact that they're not in the playoff spot, 
then they still managed to go out and get, get a guy who's not just a rental and he's a solid number two, number three starter for them. I think that's, that's all you can ask for. I don't think you're, I don't think I would want them to go out and, and spend prospect capital on, on getting an old aging guy as a rental when you're not even guaranteed the playoffs to exactly. me that, yeah. that doesn't mean anything, especially when, when we have years to compete, like our core is not, it's not like we have two years left. Like we have, it's not we like we've signed, it's not like yeah. we've signed them to 11 million a year or yeah. like in hockey e- terms. Exactly. Exactly. 30 million a year. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have some time. Like our, our core is still quite young. We still have quite a few years to compete. So I don't think we need to go all in right now. Yeah. Um, and I think Barrios is a good kind of a little bit more conservative move. And yeah, exactly. yeah I, I don't think you can ask them to do much more. They, they brought in four bullpen arms throughout the season and added a number two starter and you can never have enough pitching and the bullpen has been the, the number one area of weakness for yeah. the Jays. I, I was thinking I, I heard 28 of the Jays losses have come from blown leads, which is second worst in the majors. Yeah. I think only only in front of the Orioles, who are like bottom five in the league. Exactly. So, like win yeah. five more of those games and you're yeah, in a playoff Exactly. Spot. Good good yeah. teams, playoff teams don't blow that many leads. You yeah. you just you can't. You, you and can't I think, make the playoffs blowing that many leads. I think there's a lot of factors that, that go into it. It was it's a pretty new bullpen coming into the season. Jordan Romano, pretty new to the team, Merriweather, new faces um a young team as well this team is still very young the core is very young um and it's at the beginning of the season too you're not playing at home there's a lot of factors that went into it but i i think it's it's just going to make them stronger and hopefully we don't see that many blown leads now moving forward we almost saw a few in the in the homestand but luckily they shut the door because their offense is just insane yeah like their offense there's there's no changes there's no changes you need to, to make on yeah. offense. Um, I can be very picky with it, but I'm not going to. Like, maybe you add a, a, a guy with super fast speed, you know, for a pinch runner off the bench. But nah, like, they're good. They're set offensively. Pitching rotation, I love it. It's a good pitching rotation. You, like I said, you only really need four pitchers down the stretch, and they got six. Um, that's not even including Pearson, right? Like, you could go with Pearson maybe as your seventh guy. The bullpen is is good i think they could have added maybe one more piece to solidify it because i'm not i'm not confident in in really anyone in that in that bullpen not even romano i think i think i'm sold on him i I don't know what more i don't know what more he has to do like he's he's had a great year like he yeah i don't know throwing a hundred hundred out of the pen he's like the canadian or right. chapman he true uh, yeah like i i think i'm i'm confident in romano i think okay. it was a tough spot for him like he he didn't know he had no expectations of being the closer when spring camp opened you they yeah. signed kirby yates to be that and he unfortunately went down with the elbow injury and then there were questions it was kind of merryweather started the season mm-hmm. and he went down and they were thinking, oh, is it going to be Dolis? Like he's been the setup man, but then it ended up being Romano. And yeah, it's, it's not a it's not an easy thing to be thrown into that role when last season was kind of his only full MLB season of his career. He kind of bounced around before that. Um, so when kind of your second full season in the majors, you're thrown in 
to be the closer on a playoff hopeful team, that's a lot of pressure for, for a guy with not much experience. And I think he's, yeah, I think he's done better than anyone could have hoped. Yeah. Um, so I think at this point I'm confident in him. He looks, he looks confident out there. Like he, he, he has this, he's a very serious look on his face whenever he's out there, which I kind of yeah, like. He wants to win. He's determined. He looks fiery, determined. Yeah. Like his hometown you, you team. Can tell. Yeah. yeah. You can tell he, he wants to win. He wants to win the game every time he's out there and he's putting it all out there. And yeah, any, any guy that can come in and throw a hundred miles per hour against guys who are in their third or fourth at bad is going to, is going to usually yeah, be pretty successful. It's, it's a lot, it's a lot of speed that late in the game. So yeah, to me, Romano is that. Un- unfortunately, it took two injuries to get him to that position, but I'm quite happy he's there. And I think, I think next season they aren't looking for a closer. I think he's their man. I I don't see how you can. Yeah. At this point, I don't see how you, how you take him out. I don't know. That's yeah. true. Yeah, exactly. It's not like priority to go out and get a closer because he's done a yeah. terrific job in there. Um, yeah, I'm not a hundred percent sold on him but he is the strongest guy in that bullpen for sure and he's the guy i would have the most confidence in but some of the other guys like brad hands had some shaky appearances dolice i don't think can be trusted um but i I like you know trevor richards has been okay um i like simber simber's been good I, i i'm pretty confident in in simber as well but it's not like it's not like 2015, I guess, with Osuna Sanchez. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not, it's not there yet. You don't um, have the lights out one, two, which is exactly, which is kind of what you need in the bullpen. Yeah. You know, getting into the pitcher goes six, seven innings, then you got you know two or three guys to close it out in, and maybe yeah. you have a, a good combination in in Simba Romano, Merriweather if he comes back, or or Pearson if he if he's there. Yeah, then I'll I'll be pretty confident. Um. And and come September, like you said, with with September call ups, like they they could have a really good bullpen if if those two guys are healthy and and yeah. throwing heat out of the bullpen. So yeah, like that's that's your trade deadline acquisition. But um, as well, like trade deadline acquisitions, like we brought it up at the beginning of the show, like like the Jays traded for their fans essentially. Yeah. Like, like what what more can you ask for? Like they hadn't been playing in front of their hometown fans for over six hundred and fifty days. Like they traded for their fans back. I think that's the biggest trade deadline acquisition any team could have made. Like they have fans yeah. now. Like imagine that. Like you're yeah. an organization, no fans. They're all yeah. the other teams have fans. You just traded for fans. Like, yeah, that's the best. That's the best thing. Um, yeah. Um, the Jays are up one nothing in this game already. Springer hit a leadoff double and Vladdy just cashed him in. So that's a good start. Um, it's great to see Springer. It's great to see Springer. Like it was. I want to talk about Springer. Yeah. The worst, the worst start to your career with a new team that could possibly happen. And then when he did come back, he was just kind of like, he just didn't look in it. And I don't blame him. Like you miss how many games did he miss? Sixty something more. You, yeah, you miss that many yeah. games. You can't. You can't necessarily expect to to bounce right back and and be in the swing of things. No pun intended, or I guess kind of <laughs> pun intended, but um, yeah, he's yeah, playing I mean, terrific now. Like now, he's yeah, he's the guy that we went out and and made the big big money signing for. Like he's, yeah. he's everything you could ask for. He's it's yeah, a guy like that with power, speed, on base 
capabilities as your leadoff is like amazing. You, you, that's, that's in today's MLB, that's kind of the perfect leadoff. It's hitter. everything. Like I, yeah. I don't know if there's a better leadoff hitter in the majors. Yeah. Right now, like these last, this last, Oh, month, for sure. He's definitely he's been the best. And on paper, I, I don't know who else you could consider better in the, in the leadoff spot than, than Springer. Well, what even is a leadoff hitter anymore? Cause like, I think, you know, growing up, it was mostly speed getting on base. The guy, the leadoff guy is one of the fastest guys on the team. He can get on base and he can steal a base. George Springer can do everything. He can steal. He can hit home runs, which is basically a guarantee every time he steps up to the plate now, especially in the leadoff spot. Um, and he can get on base. He can hit for average. He's got the pop, like we talked about. Like he's got the full package. Defensively, he's terrific as well in the in the outfield. He's got his legs back. Like if he stays healthy, like he's MVP caliber for sure. He's right up there with Vladdy. If he's playing a, a 162 game season, like yeah, this is the guy that that we acquired. Um, this is the guy that we signed, and and he's the reason why we're in contention still. I don't know if we'd be in contention if if it wasn't for Springer. Um, he's been great he's got to keep it up and i think he will you know even though that astros world series you know was um wasn't really um legit like he was still a part of it he was still a part of a a world series team he's gone to the olympics or not the olympics but the world baseball classic with uh with the u.s and he played great there they won i think they won gold for that so he's got a lot of experience um he loves in the clubhouse like um this team is, is very tight, and Simeon walks as well. Three guys in a row reach base. Uh, good start to this game. But, uh, yeah, I, th- that home run, though, that, that home run against yeah. Boston was just crazy. And his first real moment in front of the Rogers Center fans. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to see him, him turning things around here and, and, yeah. and staying healthy. So let's, let's hope he keeps it up. Well, yeah, just just even back to Springer and just the leadoff spot in general, like yeah, it seemed it seemed like back in the playoff runs of 2015 and 2016, there was always a struggle to find that leadoff hitter. They they were always seemed to be experimenting. Am I? I'm right, aren't I? Oh, you're like, definitely right. I remember like, like Ben Revere, like Ben Revere, um, and just like Pilar, Kevin Travis, Pilar, Travis, yeah, like like they they were they, they tried had to too low on experimenting, yeah for that leadoff hitter and nobody really stuck and with with the heart of the lineup is what it was with donaldson bautista and carnacion you you needed a guy that could get on pace in front of them because one of those three guys is most likely going to hit a double or a home run yeah um and we just weren't able to find find a guy to to do that but you look at this this team that we have we have springer followed up by Semyon bichette Vladdy and then Tay Oscar, which is and like Gritchick and Guriel and like Dickerson. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's lethal. It's, yeah, it's it's the deepest lineup the Jays have had probably like in my lifetime. It, it's it's sure. better than 2015. Better than 2015 oh, or 100%. 2016. Yeah, hundred percent so on deep. paper, it's a way, way better lineup than than 2015, 2016. And I think yeah. Springer is is probably the most important part of that lineup. Like yeah, Lottie puts up the numbers. Bichette, Simeon, of course, they put up big numbers. Tay Oscar, it's great to see him 
finally becoming a, a thank god we didn't trade him <laughs> I, I remember yeah, no, like exactly. i was saying like yo this guy's the fourth outfielder we don't need him get him yeah. out of town <laughs> no yeah well his his defense is i think slowly improving it's still a little bit shaky like i don't know late in the game in the playoffs if i would trust him out there in right field um yeah but yeah just you just look at the names that we have and they all put up big numbers and they're all very important but i think springer just sets it apart just because of how great of an impact he has on the lineup being that leadoff hitter that the Jays have kind of always needed and yeah. now he's there and our offense is is as good as it's as it's ever been because of it he sets the tone at the top of the lineup for sure and yeah it, when he gets on base like it's tough to stop the rest of the lineup at that yeah. point like yeah it's just one after the other and and the one thing that I, that I keep hearing um, the commentators talk about, um, especially like late in the games when, when other teams get into their bullpens and they want to like intentionally walk people. Like if you intentionally walk Vladdy, you're facing Semyon. Like he's insane. And if you want to walk Semyon, it's Bichette. Like yeah. there's yeah. no break for, for these, for these players. And even though if you get like later on in the, in the lineup, like, Gritchick, Guriel, back-to-back, like, that's a tricky spot as well. The catchers, the catchers, like, Russell Martin was a great catcher in 2015-2016, but Reese McGuire and Alejandro Kirk, I, I really like them. Like, especially Reese McGuire, he's come out of nowhere this year. He's yeah. been terrific. Defensively, throwing out runners, and also with the bat, um, not just home runs, but his average is yeah. is very high right now. I think it yeah. might be even be over 300. Mm-hmm. He's doing good. Uh, Santiago Espinal on, on the bench um he's having a great year um the one that one guy we haven't really talked about like at all is is kevin biggio he's injured right now um oh i thought bichette hit a home run but he didn't um but what do you think the plan is for biggio um especially when he comes back like is this guy in the lineup um or is he just on the bench because like bravik valera's been pretty good and like he, he it's a small sample size for Valera and it's a small sample size for Espinal too, but Biggio has had a pretty, not a, not a very good season. No. Yeah. Um, I, I think they still give him a shot. I don't think Valera has like played that well that he, he deserves to stay in the lineup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Biggio will, will get a shot. Uh, it's just a matter of where though, like even if he doesn't start, his versatility is just so important. Like yeah. he's, he's that guy that can be plugged in like pretty much anywhere, any position, like most positions and anywhere in the lineup and could, could potentially do a job for you. Like he at the top of the lineup, he, if, even if he's not hitting for the highest average, he can still, he still finds ways to get on base. He, yeah. he walks, he, he gets hit by pitches. Like, he he's been the last couple of years. He's been a guy that I've really liked. That's kind of been under the radar because he doesn't put up the biggest RBI totals, home runs, highest average, but he, he always has a high on base percentage. And that's kind of the most important once you get on base and he was kind of at the top of the lineup, but there's another leadoff hitter. He he's obviously nowhere near the same league as Springer is, Yeah, but in in front of guys in front of the middle of the lineup we have you just get on base that that's all you need to do springer goes above and beyond and that's great but at the the end of the day all you need to do is get on and i think i think that 
that sort of versatility and ability to get on base, I think it could play really well for him at the bottom of the lineup. Kind of you put him in the number eight, number nine to to roll that lineup over in, yeah. in those innings where you're starting with the eighth hitter and you hope to to get your big guys in at bat. I think I think he'd be great. There's there's very little pressure down there. He pitchers have just gone through the gauntlet of the rest <laughs> of the lineup, so they're they might be a bit tired and yeah. they might be more prone to walks or, he'll get, or whatever. Uh, he'll get strikes, I think. I think because if you he's think, in yeah. eight or nine. Yeah, they'll want to pitch they'll want to pitch yeah. to him to try to get him out. Yeah, yeah. I see I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, even even better. Like he he's always he's always been a guy that can find a way to get on base. And I think if you put him in the bottom of the lineup with without the pressure of of leading off or being at the top of the lineup, I think I think he could do well. And I think he still deserves a shot in the lineup, and I think I think they will give him that shot to to kind of play third base pretty regularly. Yeah, um, and yeah, I, I hope I hope he can come back from the injury and and turn his season around a little bit. And yeah, I think playing eighth, ninth in the lineup would would be perfect for him at this point, and just kind of plug him in there and see see yeah. how it goes for a little bit and. If he's not playing well, then then you know you have Espinal, you know you have Valera to to plug in there if if need be. But yeah, I think I think Biggio has when he's back healthy, he still has his spot in the lineup as he should. Do you know who hit the last Blue Jays home run um, at the Rogers Center before they they came back this year? You won't be able to guess it. Some random random guy. Bravik Valera. <laughs> I was thinking that that name was in my head. I'm like, oh, we've been talking about it. Maybe it's him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize he was on the team back then. I thought he was just a new guy this year. Well, he's been always. Been, I think the last three seasons, they've for some reason management. He's just one of those guys that Atkins and Shapiro just randomly like for some yeah. reason. Yeah, he's, he's been that guy. I think he's been around for the last three years or so. I, I think he's like don't even I think he's him. left yeah. and then came back and maybe left again and came I I don't know it's a weird kind of road that it's been but I I, I thought for sure that that first name Bravik would would stick in my head yeah but I just didn't know him until like this season like yeah. to like a month ago or two months ago whenever, whenever he got called up but uh I mean he's been all right so far and he hasn't played that many games but batting over 300 he's he gets a lot of singles I'll, I'll take that um but yeah i think i think going back to to the biggio thing like he's a another good weapon for the bottom of the lineup if he's on his game and he's hitting like like 240 like if he gets that average up to 240 i think it's at like 220 now maybe a bit yeah. less if he gets it up to there c- continues to have that obp that's pretty high like their lineup is is set one through nine yeah. like it's scary one through nine yeah um and then espinal off the bench if you if you want some help defensively um or or a pinch runner in espinal as well like valera with with the bat like they, they got a lot of options there yeah. so yeah like biggio isn't like like a, a bench player like he's he's still very young yeah he's he's gonna be a big part of this core he can turn things around for sure he's just having an off year um mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he's he's still young. He's got he's got some yeah. promise still. His dad, you know, big leaguer. He's got that big league experience. Like he'll be fine. Um, yeah. We're coming close to the end for sure. Um, I, I think the the money question is: 
um, will this team make the postseason? And they have one of the easiest schedules um, in baseball to, to end the year off. They, they don't have to play Boston anymore. Um, they do have to play Tampa, the Yankees, obviously, and, and Oakland. But sometimes it's good to play those teams that are a bit ahead of you in the standings because it's uh, the easiest way to make up ground. Um, as yeah. we saw with, uh, with the Red Sox, you know, taking three out of four there, you gain two games on them. Um, what do you, what do you think is going to happen to, to end this season? You, you think they, I just want to hear, what, what do you think? What do you think is going to happen? I won't even give you any options. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's such a tough call. Like they, they go on the run and they, they take nine of 11 at home and they, they look amazing. And then they come out against the angels without trout, without Rendon, who Madden has said, we're going to be playing our young guys to see what we have. And they lose six, yeah. three. And it's like, like how, right. I how, guess. Yeah. You can't win every game, I you, guess. You can't but win every game, but at the, you got to win the series three out of four. Yeah, you got to win the next three. Yeah, yeah. Now you have to take the series. You can't, you can't be dropping series against teams that are below you in the standings. For sure. 100%. Yep. And, but then again, you, you can't be dropping series against anybody at this point. No. Like the, the every game is going to be huge. The, oh, yeah. the games against the Yankees are going to be huge. Um, I think it's, it's hard to say until those games against the Yankees happen and against Oakland happen, because that's what's going to make or break the season at this point Yeah, um, is, is those games. If they can win the series and, and make up ground, then I think their chances look pretty good. They, like you said, their, their biggest acquisition at the deadline was, was getting their fans back and that, yeah, it's that, that can't be understated how important it is. And even, without fans just to be on your home turf playing in the, the stadium that you've always played at just that yeah. comfort level goes up. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think at this point, everything is, is flowing the Jays way. You get back home with fans. Springer is back and better than ever. You yep, make a good, yep. you make yep. a good yep. trade deadline acquisition in Barrios, Vladi, and Bichette are still playing well. Semyon is still playing well. Thank like, God Bichette's okay after yeah. those uh, shin contusions. Let's hope that's yeah. nothing. Every everything is going in the Jays' direction, so I think I think they're trending right now towards the playoffs. But I don't think we should get ahead of ourselves. And and I think I texted you at one point. I was just I was watching the game and or, or the highlights or something, and just seeing them dancing around, celebrating like mid game it's like okay guys like that's great i i love the energy it's nice to have fun but at the same time like we're fourth in the division right now like yeah. it'd be nice to see maybe a little bit more maybe that's just who they are they're a young team they're they're able mm -hmm. to to maintain their focus by doing that but i think from from a fan's perspective a lot of fans would look at that as kind of a lack of focus and for sure and might be saying okay can we kind of like buckle down and right it, it makes you think like is this team like act like do they want to are they win? serious yeah are they serious about yeah. winning because like they don't have a josh donaldson or russell martin or a bautista to kind of say like hey you know let's 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 stay on let's yeah let's be focused their, their veteran leadership is springer who came from a team that cheated to win the world series so it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's That's tough true. to look at this team and, and find really leadership anywhere. You have Ryu, love him, but the guy doesn't speak English. <laughs> so I don't know how much leading he can really do. Well, who I does guess. speak English on this team? Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe his interpreter is kind of like given the pep talks for even Charlie Montoya. Like, like, well, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, 
Yeah, I yeah, it's just you kind of look at this team, and may, maybe that's the one thing they're really lacking—that like that veteran guy who's who's been there, done it. And, yeah, I mean, what to do? Like I look at at Semyon, like even though he doesn't have that playoff experience, he's never like won anything. Like he's still a a veteran guy who is very serious. Like you don't see him having a lot of fun in the dugouts. Yeah. Like he's good. I trust Springer. I I think they they like he's a good leader for their team. Um, I think even Bo Bichette. I think even though he's young, I I see him. He gets really upset at himself if he messes up or strikes out. He's very serious, obviously, um, and he's determined. He like I don't, you probably read his like Players Tribune about uh, like coming back to Toronto. I don't know if you saw that, but he wrote no. a pretty nice piece um, about. Uh, like coming back to Rogers center. And he talked about like the 2015 Jays and like what that meant to him seeing that. So he's very dedicated to this team. He wants to win. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I see what you mean though. Like they have a lot of fun, but you know, it's, let's just hope it, it, it pays off. And I feel like, like some guys might, might just be in it for the fun. Like maybe like a Lourdes Gurriel jr. Maybe I, I could see him, you know, he's, he's near the bottom of the lineup. He's, he celebrates um, a lot. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm sure like the core guys, like at the top of the lineup are, are really focused and, and want to win. And you, you really only need two guys to really lead by, by example and, and be those leaders in the clubhouse. And then hopefully the rest follows. And if you have Springer and semi and, you know, leading it, and Bichette, I guess, leading it too. Then, then it's then it's good. Um, yeah, I, I trust them. I trust. I trust them. Um, I know in was like 2014, 20, probably 2014 or 2013 when they had Colby Rasmus and like Danny Valencia. Yeah. I know Bautista kind of called them out, like saying some guys weren't weren't taking it seriously, and they got out of town. Like if if that's the same case with this team maybe management catches on and, and Montoyo catches on and, and maybe those guys are gone next year. If that is the case, right. If, if they do see some flaws in the team and, and they think they can, can add to their leadership group, then maybe you see, like, I'm just saying like Gurriel as an example, cause maybe he's someone like that, <laughs> but, yeah. but he might be gone, you know? So, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I feel better about this group than, 2015 2016 like not necessarily making the playoffs this year but yeah. just long term longevity like, of it yeah look at you look at the lineup you look at what our leadoff position is you look at our stability at shortstop which we hadn't really had no up until Bichette you look at Vladdy who like obviously Bautista Donalds well Donaldson for that two seasons was kind of the best hitter in baseball or close to it so you kind of have Vladdy filling the Donaldson role. Um, obviously, you're, you're going to draw. People are going to draw a lot of comparisons between this team and 2015, 2016. But I think we both agree. We both said it earlier. This team is just a lot more complete. And I, yeah, I just feel a lot better. Even if it's not this season, I think, I think management obviously thinks that they can and should compete this year. Yeah. Um, you can't that, win that also, this year. Yeah, like, yeah that's that, why that they also went out might play into, play into the attitude of the players. Like, I, I don't know if 
I mean, obviously they all want to win every season, but I don't know if, if they have the mindset mindset of, Oh, well, like we're still so young. Like this is just another season of us growing. Or if I'm sure, I'm sure they have the mindset of we can make it this year and win. I hope they do. Um, But yeah, Yeah. management obviously has that mindset. And I think the fans do too. I, I think, I think, this is different than, than 2015, 2016, because there's a lot less pressure. People knew that Bautista and Bautista was slowing down Encarnacion, like his contract was coming up. He was getting older. There was a possibility he was going to leave. Tulo was old. Price was, was older and most likely right. just a rental. Um, the window so was very small. More, yeah. The window was very small back then, but now our, our it feels like our window is like 10 years. And yeah. I think, I think that's a great position for everybody to be in there. The fans are, if it's not this year, it's next year. And if it's not next year, it's the year after it's, I think the fans uh, still have a lot of patience. I think the players recognize that they're all still young and everything's a growing opportunity. Right. Um, At the I same think- time, you don't want to waste any of opportunity course, right? of course and, so and like, management management did that by by making right, they didn't exactly. have to bring in barrios but they did and they they obviously think this team can and should compete and yeah. that that's good to see um and and you shouldn't waste any opportunity you have to make the playoffs it, it shouldn't be wasted um, especially because of the money too like you have vladi on his first contract bow on his yeah. first contract cabin on his first contract yeah. you don't want to be paying those guys so much more money and then not having to you know, not having any depth um, yeah. in like six years from now or five years from now, whenever their contracts are up. Yeah. So you don't want to waste any opportunity. And I think in the next like one to three years, like we might see a World Series here. Like it's it's time. It's time to to get this thing done. Um, and I think I think the, the fans obviously really want it, but I think the players want it this year. Like you're saying, like they're not going to waste a chance. They, they know they can do it. Only only three games back of the wild card. Like, and if you win that, like you're in the playoffs, you're good. Yeah. So I don't know. It's get, It's going to be exciting. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird not having, um, like a Jays playoff discussion, um, without talking about like Bautista Donaldson and Carnacion. Like now it's the new guys. It's like body yeah. bow. It's going to be interesting to see how they handle it. Um, I get, I guess technically like they made the playoffs last year. So they have some experience, like yeah. Even though it was only like a three-game series, and they they got swept in it, that's some experience, and it's a very different team now. You got Springer now, you got Semyon now, so uh, I don't know. It's gonna be an interesting stretch. Um, it's gonna be fun. We got to go to a game whenever you come back. Yeah, we come back this month. So fine. yeah, the twenty-fifth, I come back. Twenty-fifth. Okay, so we'll see if there's there's some tickets, and we can go. Yeah, for sure. Because sure. yeah, it's it's a good environment. It's good to see fans back. Um, it's exciting. It's exciting to talk about Jays again uh, and getting hyped up about them. It's it's fun watching the Jays too. I, I wasn't watching them much when they were playing their home games in in the states, but now that they're back home, I'm I'm invested. I'm full into this. And uh, yeah, let's go Blue Jays. So that does it for the show, uh, Tyler. Thank you very much for for coming on. Um, anything else uh, you wanted to say or cover? No, just thank you for having me on and hopefully we get out to a game and yeah, go Jays go all the way to the World Series. Let's let's do it. If it's not this year, then sometime soon. But yeah, let's let's hope it's this year. Um yeah, thank you guys very much for watching and listening. Uh subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Um 
going to be hopefully doing some more episodes soon before the school year comes around because it's right around the corner. Um, but yeah, hope you guys enjoy listening to us talk about the Jays and we will see you with a new episode very soon. See you guys later. Take care and peace.